Welcome to Game of the Queer, a podcast about video games between two queer people. My name is Eli. I use they/them pronouns, and this is my co-host. My name is Doom. I use she/her pronouns. I'm a gamer, and I'm a gamer too. Against all odds, we're both gamers. <laughs> Otherwise, this um, would be a very strange podcast. I mean, it, it would it would be a completely different type of podcast How if two non-gamers talked about games. <laughs> I mean, like gamblers are gamers too. Mm, I don't know about that. It's called I don't know, it's I don't called know if gamblers no- get gamer rights. No, no, it's the Nevada Gaming Commission. Mm. All right, they count. All right, fair enough. They count. They're if we're going if, if we listen, mobile players are gamers. Slot junkies are gamers. Craps players are gamers. Me asking the 80-year-old woman on the slot machine who's half dead where her KD ratio is. <laughs> um, so once so like this is this is a podcast where like you and I we're friends, right? Mm-hmm. We can say that publicly. Yeah, yeah, we're friends, and we have a lot of opinions about video games. Um. I, I would say, yeah. and we kind of want we kind of wanted to talk about them in a in a like on on re- on the record in an official capacity, um, and so I was like, hey, well, no, the way I proposed it to you is like, hey, do you want to make content one right. day? Because we, Which, I was on your thank your friendsgiving a few years ago. Thanks, um, thanks, w- gaming. Right, that was it. A friendsgiving is a different thing. Um, <laughs> where I would not yes. shut up about Anthem. <laughs> Just f- oh, foreshadowing we, for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we it will. Um, but yeah, like so, uh, I want to give a bit of background. Like me, I'm a gamer. I guess I don't like. You know what? Like I feel like I feel like gamer has like such like a bad like. Right, you're a little like, G gamer. You're not like a gamer. Little, yes, little little G gamer is the best way to put it. Actually, <laughs> um, but I'm a I'm a writer. Uh, and an artist, and also a tabletop game designer, uh, is my background. I've in that that the game designer part has really ramped up in the past in the past year. Um, yeah, Doom, your background is if you um, want to get into it. I am also a little G gamer. I've been playing video games for as long as I have memories. Um, I am also a writer. I my degree is literally in writing. I am an essayist. I make video essays on thecommonhatred.com. And uh, in my free time, I, I basically write, play video games, read a lot. That's my steez. Nice. Um, yeah, I should say that like I have a, a well, I don't have a writing degree. I have a degree in animation, actually. <laughs> um, and that's a that's a whole thing. That's all. That's a whole thing there. Um, but yeah, like the purpose, like we just wanted to talk about games and. We this episode we recorded like maybe like a month and a half ago or something, something like that. Something like that. It it was it was a while back. We did not have a name for this yet, but we knew we just wanted to record. Uh, so we're just like recording this intro now because now we know the name Game of the Queer. Game of the Queer. Um, uh, which Astounded is astounded uh, that as, nobody's taken that yet. Honestly, I was genuinely shocked yeah. that that Twitter account was available. Yeah, it's surprising like, that it was. Um, but yeah, uh, we have the Twitter at Game of the Queer. Uh, and uh, if you and uh, the abbreviation for it is G O T Q, which we agreed is pronounced got got yes, as if it were a Klingon word. And if it's close to any yes. Klingon words, please Trekkies, tell me what does it mean. Yeah, absolutely. Tell I've us. I've only done a couple uh, of email- days of Klingon in Duolingo. It's very difficult. It's in Duolingo. Really? It sure is. <laughs> 
that's that's actually incredible. <laughs> um, but you can, if you know about this, you can actually email us uh, at gameofthequeer at gmail.com. Hey, we got that email. Check us out. Yeah, gameofthequeer at, g- at gmail.com. Uh, write us questions. No guarantee they'll be they'll be read uh, on air. Um, maybe maybe we will later. Who knows? Um, but yeah, we're we're just here. We're we're two queer people, and that is probably going to shape a lot of our discussions. It certainly has in the first couple episodes. I um, should have included in my yeah. background that I'm a lesbian. I think that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we said we were both queer. We yeah. just like let people like figure I, out. But like, I, I guess I think it would have. I mean, obviously, cut this bit out. I just think it would have been really funny. You know, gamer, writer, lesbian. These are my backgrounds. Uh, it's just weird doing the lesbian <laughs> as a background like in my past i've i have been a lesbian it's on my resume it's on uh, my cv anyway mm-hmm. sorry continue yeah yeah i mean i was like i you're making me think of like you know i'm a trans you know but like feel like i feel like i'm people will get it yeah i mean we did we discuss it in this first episode that's true actually, actually. i'm pretty sure i call yeah. myself a gay so there you go yeah we did yeah we do that um we have and we have a discussion about it uh, but yeah. Uh, also, we wanted to. We one of the things we discussed in the first episode, and we're going to do is um, every episode we're going to give a uh, update on on uh, on the question of is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven still delisted from the PS four store? And as of today, yes. Today is the sixteenth of, of April twenty twenty one, and the answer is still yes. And Yes, they put out that patch, that patch with that with like literally four <laughs> four hundred plus items on it, and it is still delisted from PSN. Congratulations, CDPR! Thank You're doing you. Great, Thank, CDPR. Yeah. We're such yeah. Anyway, so that's that's our intro, and that will um, somehow flow into the first episode. I yeah. will probably get some instrumental music from you to put to put in here. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, just like a, like three seconds of like heavy dubstep seems to work for anything, according to YouTube channel intros I see. Oh, dubstep gets a bad rap. Anyway. <laughs> I have no issue with dubstep. I just think it's funny. Just, you know, like a regular intro and then three seconds of like super hard, really crunchy dubstep and then back to, and welcome back. And it's like, I don't think you set the right vibe there, my dude. <laughs> oh, well, now we have to. Um, so, video games. Um, <laughs> they sure do exist. Oh God, they really do. Um, <laughs> we still don't know what to what to call this if we're if we're gonna give it a, a fun title. No, or we fun. don't. My 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 original thought was just the one off, being the one- that it's it, it's not specifically about video games. It will be an episode whenever we want about whatever we want. But <laughs> I mean, the the one the one off like that works, but also like anything could be the one off. Exactly, and like, it's not. I get I get not everything is for me. You have to go with something that people, the public will enjoy I mean, and also more importantly, understand. Yeah. I mean, like you already like said you didn't want to do things for you when I suggested, oh, Doom does a pod with a friend. Exactly. Um, Especially because uh, like I have so much DPAG recorded and not edited. I have like a whole game and a half recorded that I recorded like a year ago and I haven't edited any which, of it. Which game? Um, Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to have to add this big disclaimer at the beginning. Like, we recorded this, you know, two years ago. Elliot Page hadn't come out yet. 
This is not, we're not trying oh. to be dickheads. Like, things oh, were different. shit. And I'm going to, I was talking to Indy about this yesterday. And I was like, should I just record, like, you get the robot voice where um, people, when they want to do a voiceover and they just use the voice to text or text to voice. And I just get a text to voice robot saying he, him pronouns. So every time that we're referring to Elliot Page as he was presenting before, it's a robot voice going he or him. That would be a lot of work in editing. And is it worth it? it yeah. Like it's, yeah. oh. This, anyway. this is a rough i think just like if you put like just a like a text disclaimer at the beginning and that's that's fine. what i'm thinking probably yeah. um, um or just trash or trash the whole thing who knows um oh, but it's so funny we did it was a really good playthrough because the I, game I mean, is so I, bad I, I, yeah like i've only heard that that game is bad but i yeah. but it's, it's a david cage game so exactly. like it's bad in a very specific way <laughs> I mean, it had its moments where I was like, okay, okay, I can kind of see where this is going. And the ending we got, I was like, if it had been produced by a different studio, I would play the sequel. But there obviously is no sequel. And yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, I mean, we got we got Detroit, which. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole reason we played Beyond Two Souls is because Indy was like, Detroit Become Human is free on PlayStation Plus. This was like, you know, two years ago now. You should download <laughs> it so we can play it on the show. And I was like, only if we play Beyond Two Souls first. So we have the whole David Cage experience. <laughs> so, so that was that was why we did it. <laughs> So my roommate actually has PlayStation Plus. Um, so I keep track of like what games are free, and I just go on the yeah. PlayStation and I download them. Um, he you normally doesn't mind it, like, but it like pings his email when I whenever because like Uh-oh. when you register like a PlayStation Plus, uh, so like we download a game, it's like, hey, yeah, here's your like, purchase. Thank you for purchasing, even though it's free. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but I re- I remember loving like, hey, Detroit, and he's like, listen. This is the only time I'm going to do is do not fucking download Detroit on my PlayStation. <laughs> I, I will erase you if you besmirch he did my not Sony want... PlayStation 4. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and and besides, I don't think it would have fit anyways. It's like he's he's got he's got a base. We got a base PS4, which mm. already has like an external drive sticking out of it, too. So right. so space is at a premium with that. You don't have your five terabyte. I'm I'm the Chad over here with my five terabyte aftermarket PlayStation hard drive. Yeah, like that's that's something like I wanted to talk about. Like, <laughs> it's if, very if not easy, to if do. not Sony now, but like Sony if, if deliberately not, makes it very easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was gonna say, like talk about like aftermarket sort of stuff you've done with like systems and such. Because yeah. like I've dabbled in a little bit in that I mo- soft modded my PlayStation Classic to run ROMs, like well, just yeah. put RetroArch on it. That's um. that's the way to do it. That's what I did with my original PSP, which I still have. Needs mm. tape to keep the back shut. It's it's been through. It's got dropped a lot. But as soon as I got it, I I uh with a with a very thorough guide because I've never been very good at that that flavor of jailbreaking things, but with the help of a guide I jailbroke it enough to allow it to run basically unregistered programs, one of which is an emulator, nice. and it's just been a portable SNES since then. And when I wanted a PSP to play Crisis Core, I just got another one, because you can't <laughs> buy the PSP that I have anymore. And Sony, just like every manufacturer, well, not every, just like most manufacturers, wink wink Microsoft, ha- mm. works has worked very hard to make it very difficult to jailbreak their things, to such a degree that the old PSPs have, like, you can't downgrade the firmware with the new ones b- yes. behind a certain point. And with the old ones, like, you can buy SD cards that are like this as firmware or whatever whatever specifically for jailbreaking mm-hmm. I yeah. while I didn't jailbreak my PSP I definitely um, did all the work to figure out how to like co- encode videos on my computer so that I could watch them on watch them on it you know that whole thing <laughs> which which like was just like oh, I put Adventure Time episodes on here right. or whatever like the most useful thing I did is I put my animation demo reel on it like this oh, is hey, before I had that's like, actually super handy mm-hmm, like this is before like smartphones were huge yeah exactly yeah so uh, like 
So, like, I remember I was actually, like, at, like, a con, and I met Bill Plimpton, if you know who he is. It sounds familiar, but he, not he, like, my name. You would know, like, his, like, animation. It looks like a lot of colored pencils or stuff. Sure. Um, uh, he, 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 like, uh, I, I, like, had my demo reel, and I showed him. It, like, he was, like, yeah. I was, like, yeah, here's my card or whatever. He's, like, yeah, I'll look at this later, um, whatever. Right. You know, like, I could, I, he was telling me with his eyes that he was just going to fucking throw it away. Right. But, like, I was just, like, well, I have my demo reel right here. It's, like, a minute long. He's, like, okay, I'll watch that. And he watched See, it. He's, so like, cool. yeah, he watched it, and he's, like, need to draw better. I'm, like, okay, cool. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for the feedback, right? <laughs> That's so cool though yeah yeah i i never um what i did was on my playstation 3 play the ps3 will play again with you know older firmwares although I, as far as i know the stuff i have put on there as long as i don't take it off still works if you if you have a video i believe it does have to be an mp4 and you put it with a hard drive that is formatted a particular way that the playstation will detect it you can move those videos to the playstation and they will play the videos totally fine I... so on my ps3 i have all of clone high um, the oh, Twilight shit. movies, because I didn't want to pay for them, but Indy and I wanted to watch them <laughs> drunk, so I just torrented them. This was while she was in college still, so this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, all of Clone High. I think maybe even a little bit of Invader Zim. There's just, there's a lot of, and I've, I've never deleted them because I'm not confident that with the firmware, I could get them back on there. The PS3 feels like the most precarious out of all the Sony consoles, if I'm being yeah. honest. Well, like... it was, as far as I know, a nightmare to develop for because it was just like, obtuse in a way that wasn't necessary considering oh. the playstation and the xbox are both basically computers yeah but i remember like seeing a lot of articles yeah where it was like oh yeah development ps3 fucking sucks like yeah. at least like with the xbox it's like you develop for the piece develop for the pc and you could basically just slap it right onto yeah, a 360 exactly. port it to the xbox really mm-hmm. easy it's yeah. like basically the same thing yeah. um uh speaking of xbox um <laughs> cyberpunk i guess <laughs> i only, i the only the only way like uh, that transition works is the fact that like when the series x like first came out cyberpunk was absolutely printed on the back of the box like oh man it was like there that's so funny um and and let me tell you with the series x i got like a couple months ago uh mm-hmm. it is not on there <laughs> but back of that compatible box is... with cyberpunk 2077 yeah the, yeah compatible scare quotes and yeah um, in quotes yeah quotes going out the door it should be noted that it is march 2nd right now when we're mm. recording this uh cyberpunk is still not available on playstation or on the <laughs> xbox stores you still cannot download them oh, if you want to play those games on console you have to buy the physical version and as far as i know i mean considering you know there's the coronavirus and cdpr got epically pwned i i'm not <laughs> confident that there is anybody working on fixing the problems that made these games get delisted in the first place i wouldn't expect them to be relisted until like close to the end of the year like specifically in time for the holidays i think that they'll get relisted when cdpr has dlc to sell for them mm, maybe it, yeah but like it's for, for, full disclosure i have not played uh, obviously cyberpunk 2077 i haven't um, either I'm assuming neither um, of you. I but but a... we're gonna but we're gonna we're gonna dunk it we're gonna dunk i do have it. a pc copy because my my little brother accidentally bought two. Oh yeah and that's he gave right me his pc copy but it's still like i'm holding it right now you can hear it's still in the shrink wrap i haven't even taken it out of the box <laughs> how did you get a physical pc copy <laughs> i well i if i can buy i'm um, for pc it's it's less the case because they don't really do it this way but for console if i can buy a game physically i will i don't like to buy digital games and on pc the same but like even harder to come by these days i mean the way i understand it is he bought 
a the version he's playing is a digital version that he got on i don't know the epic store steam wherever they were selling them mm-hmm. and this is a physical version that he pre-ordered at best buy like and he like forgot about or something <laughs> and and it was too late to cancel and he so he was like well you can if you want it you can have it and i was like i mean i'll take it i can't guarantee i'll play it i won't promise you that but i will yeah. take it off of your hands i i'm well, i'm wondering if like one if like there's a disc in there or if it's just a download code it's like well it says it says well let me say it says pc digital download on the box it shake it does it does and, a disc well like... it it sounds like it has discs in it but i'm gonna read i haven't actually this is the first time i'm properly looking at it so <laughs> i i also until this moment was like yeah there's a disc in here there is but it says in the box original game score cd world compendium stickers postcards game map game code so yeah it's still just a game download it, it's just a game download but there's like the soundtrack cd and like all the other yeah. extras in there <laughs> that's fucking hilarious i just oh. all this the audacity of at least they're they're being honest about it the audacity of selling me a game on disc that i still have to install to the system <laughs> this isn't a computer this is a playstation all right i want the whole game on this disc otherwise what did i pay 60 dollars for there is not a single game that doesn't do that and you know it right unless like, it's like an indie game or something i i like um so I don't know if I told you, but like I got a bunch of like Xbox One games from a friend of mine who was moving. Mm. Um, like he, because he was just like, "Yeah, I'm done with all these. It's less for me to move. Here you go." Nope. Um, among them is is like Grand Theft Auto Five. Right? Um, Did you get the Xbox that has a disc drive? Oh yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Jeez. I was gonna say before, like I intentionally got the Series X with the disc drive because I backwards compatibility is really important to me and like right. that. Um, but let me tell you. Uh, the two games I wanted to play on it, which okay. are Jet Set Radio Future Hell and, yeah. and Warhammer 40k Space Marine, mm-hmm. do not work. <laughs> oh, no. Jet Set Radio Future does Jet not Jet Set Radio, work. Is it, it isn't backwards compatible or there's like a problem with the disc? It's not it's backwards not compatible. That like, seems insane to me because that JSRF was a... is such a, like, even to this day, people are like, JSRF is like the shit. It was a pack-in title. It was right. a the first title Xbox for the game Xbox. I ever played was JSRF, and I remember it came. Yeah, it was a packing game on a on a demo disc that had a bunch of demos, JSRF, and like some some racing game. It was Sega GT. It. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it wasn't a demo disc. It was the full games on like one disc, depending on how you flip it over. I just and think it, it came there. with demos also. Hard for yeah. me to say. But I remember but, distinctly it was like a double package for that, yeah. and and we played the fuck out of that game. And one of my favorite bands, Chibomato, I found through JSRF. Their song "Birthday Cake" is in that song, and I'm I obsessed with them. Fuck fucking love birthday cake honestly um yeah I was, was a fucking killer band i was more i played a lot more of the first game but that's because i was a dreamcast kid oh we like yeah we never had a dreamcast we only uh, played the future which i didn't none of us realized was a sequel because uh, it it the universe was like, wacky enough that it was like you know you don't need context and i was just fully accepting like yeah these are sure why not i didn't actually realize it was a sequel to um what is it, Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio? I forget what the original is called. Jet, Jet, um, Jet Set Radio was the original title, and then like when they localized it for the U.S., they called it Jet Grind Radio for gotcha. some reason, and yeah. changed around some of like the some of like the audio cues and such in it. Right. Um, but then like every re-release, on, the re-release on PC was back to just being Jet Set Radio. Yeah, well, I didn't even know that the that it had a, a prequel, not a prequel, an original, a first game that this yeah. was a sequel to for a long time because none of us had a Dreamcast. The closest we got to Dreamcast is. Um, I, w- I became aware of it because my little brother and I would play a lot of, as we called it, Fantasy Star Offline, um, <laughs> the Fantasy Star Online port to the GameCube. We would just play it locally, just me and him. 
Um, and I was aware, I became aware through looking up that game that the Dreamcast existed and also had failed hilariously. So, like, I had a Dreamcast, like, the Christmas after it came out, which is oh, something man. I, like, I, like, coordinated that with my parents because I was like, listen, I want this for Christmas and I know, like, all, because I, I have three younger siblings. Um, uh, so I essentially coordinated it as, like, a gift, like, for all of us. Right. Um, sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. But, like, but it was really you know, for you. I, it, we all played it. It was, we all played it. I, I made sure to be like, okay, let's get games that like, that like everyone would like, you know. That's, these, that's you know. the diplomatic move. That, yeah. that didn't, after the N64 debacle of us having only one, mm-hmm. um, my parents realized that like, we would, we would need to be able to pool our allowances together to buy consoles, but enough that like, one person could be playing a two player game on one, and mm-hmm. the other person would be playing one player game on the other. Cause if we all had to share the same console, nothing would get done precisely so we ended oh. up with an xbox and a playstation 2 and then eventually also i think actually the ps2 was the last one we had i think we mm-hmm. got a gamecube at launch and an xbox at launch god i gotta uh, yeah my parents got got me a ps2 like like the year at like the the christmas like it came out and like i think we didn't even ask for it they just did it and i was like oh shit dreamcast last year ps2 this year hell yes um nice no it was it was great um, i remember us getting them at launch just because i remember that we got rogue squadron with the gamecube and super monkey ball and with the oh, xbox man. obviously halo which i could talk for hours about my older sister and i playing halo I, so here's the thing like this is the first xbox i'm um, the series x is the first xbox i've ever owned i've it's the only one you really need to have i'll be honest i mean apparently not it doesn't run well, jets at <laughs> yeah, radio future true. yeah it doesn't run jsrf the most important arguably yeah xbox um game. But, like, going back to the Dreamcast, like, I was so into the Dreamcast, I was, like, buying imports for it. Um, like, I would, Man. I used to live in New York, and I would take trips down to the, down to New York City, down to Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there was, like, a game shop uh, down there where I could buy, like, imports from. And yes. definitely, like, I didn't have an import copy of Jetster Radio, but, like, uh, my friend at the time did. So I got to play it that way. Um, and I would just get, like, a bunch of things. Like, I got, like... I think I got like Fighting Vipers. I got the original Capcom versus, uh, Capcom versus SNK two, which only came out on Dreamcast and in and in Japan and was in Dreamcast the, U- the first region free console? Oh no, or it was did not. You have it modded. It was not region free. It was easy to beat the region locking because all you needed was a boot disc. Oh well, yeah, I have a boot disc for my GameCube that I've kept all this time because we used it to play. Um, the Clash of Ninja games, but the Japanese ones, the second and the fourth one, we played the fuck out of, which are. Uh, yeah, I have a lot mm. of memories of that. Yeah, um, the Dreamcast it was really easy because it was just like you put in a yeah. I think did it work with the GameCube where you put in the disc, it would boot up, then you would yeah, and then it's like open please it open now and and remove and replace the disc. Precisely, and, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if um, they even still sell those just because they're. I mean, a most of those companies got sued, but mm-hmm. b you know it's so easy to everything's region free now. Yeah, so. I had like a modded Dreamcast for a time because that was a thing that you could do, but. Mm-hmm. It, it burnt out like it just stopped working like right. i have had like four dreamcasts die in the time that i've had in the, i think life. you may be the only person i've met that i know has had a dreamcast i mean i'm sure there may be people that it just never came up but yeah i fucking love love the dreamcast and i recognize why it failed because it's like you had 90 percent arcade games mm-hmm. and then it was like shenmue <laughs> which is a whole it's a whole other episode. God, God. I've never oh. played a Shenmue game. I remember really wanting to when I was a kid because I, I saw that Shenmue 2 existed and it was out on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking up Shenmue 1 and being like, this seems so cool. I can't, but it's on the Dreamcast. I'll never freaking play it. And then now that I'm older and I've, you know, everybody's like, Shenmue sucks, actually, it turns out. We were all stupid. I'm like, well, it's a good thing I didn't waste my time. It 
it, at the time it went like when it was the only thing that existed it was cool yeah. because it because it now it, we know better yeah the thing that i always say is that like shenmue walks so yakuza could work could run yeah i can see that like you don't get yakuza without shenmue first yeah like, you gotta you gotta pay pay respect to your bona fides and and that also i also it's also something that made me like realize that like um because i was talking to my roommate about this because because he loves the dreamcast too and i was like yo if the dreamcast was successful the yakuza series would have been exclusive to it like that would have been a thing i I do absolutely believe that it would have been the right console for it too especially because yakuza i've never i've never played a yakuza game but Mm indie plays them a lot oh i know (laughs) yeah as you know and i the only one i've ever wanted to play is judgment just because the story seems so dope but it's not a gameplay style that appeals to me specifically because it is very beat-em-up arcadey which is you know what some people you know they just love it so much Uh, yeah okay so definitely was a dreamcast thing so first first confession is uh i've never played a yakuza game either two um you know about like Yakuza Seven and how it's turn based, right? I that's the only one that interests me even slightly, just because I turn based. I I have no issue with active time battle RPGs. I thought the fighting system in FF Seven Remake was the best part of the game, and I if if the rest of them are like that, I'll be mad about the story in another room, but love the gameplay. If they ever make a <laughs> Chrono Trigger remake, this is the fighting system I want them to use. All of that said turn-based is really it's my bread and butter it's what i grew up playing i was really a jrpg kid and turn-based just it's a specific kind of strategy that really speaks to me on a in a way that i can't properly articulate and because of that as soon as i saw that it was a turn-based yakuza i was like if if i play any yakuza game it's going to be this one and like it's definitely been like you could get into it without knowing the story of like. Yeah, the rest I think of the they games. specifically in America, it's not even branded as Yakuza Seven. It's just called Yakuza Like a Dragon, which yes, I believe it... is what the games are called in Japanese is Like a Dragon. But it seems like an intentional rebranding to be like, you don't need to know anything about anything, which yeah. is fine because I know very little about yeah, the Yakuza I mean, games. Yeah, and it's like if you do know stuff like about the old Yakuza games, it's just like, oh shit, they're doing that. But like, right. it it certainly doesn't leave you in the dark right. uh, with it. So, um. I still like I watched my roommate play a lot of that and like it does seem like kind of cool but also like there's discussions to be had by like of <laughs> over like a lot of the stuff they do in that um uh, let's see let's see here um I wrote down topics of stuff oh, I mean you're more organized than me I'm literally sitting here staring at my bird asleep in what uh, appears to be a very uncomfortable position but he's just vibing I mean, a, a lot of I've what I've seen a lot of pets like to sleep like idiots. So, <laughs> well, he likes the warmth of my laptop, which I have open next to me because I'm transferring all my music from my laptop to my computer. Oh yeah, um, that's right. You're 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 between computers. Yeah, and um, and so he because it's warm over the vents over the number pad, he likes to sleep there. But he leans up like right against the screen, so his 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 head is like tilted back at an angle where the on a human, we would be looking up because he's pressed up right against the screen because it's just as warm as the rest of the computer. Aww. But he he loves it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I'm looking at the list here, and it's like I have like some of the things I've written down here are fuck cyberpunk, which we kind of touched on, which you can dive more into. Yeah, we'll circle back around. Yeah, um, I also wrote down topic. anthem obituary, but <sighs> I feel like that would be the entire thing. Like, we <laughs> yeah, I, we I can't can just about throw this in like. Hour. We can't throw this in like twenty minutes in. Like yeah. I feel in fact, like I could talk about Anthem for two hours. Watch yeah, you did because I watched that video. <laughs> I, 
I was just telling Indy like the day before EA was like we're canceling Bioware 2 which I knew was gonna happen or you're canceling Bioware we're canceling Anthem 2 (laughs) the day literally the day before I was like if Anthem next actually comes out fingers crossed I will put another you know disgusting amount of hours into it and then I'll probably do like a like a retrospective like a follow-up video I'll re-release the first video on my video essay channel with some like director's cut edits and then I'll release a follow-up that's like, you know, hopefully a fourth as long, talking about the changes they've made. And then the day after, they were like, yeah, this this game's not coming out. And I was like, well, I saw it coming, but it still hurts. How 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 much did you, like, you had to put a percentage on it. How much did you think they were going to go forward with it? When they announced it, you know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, when they said they were going to be reformulating it. What I expected is that it would take eight months to a year for them to release whatever this big update was. And there would be a brief swell in popularity, enough that I could perhaps play some dungeons with other people. And, uh, And then it would be a very too little too late, you missed the chance to capture the lightning and the game would quietly die down. And then six to eight months later, they would shut it down. Partially because of the pandemic, I think I like I, I do think it's it's okay for them to blame the coronavirus for not getting literally anything out during this time. However, I do think the closing of the game was a foregone conclusion, and it would have been closed around this time anyway. It's just that I didn't get any content in between then and now. <laughs> I, I did think it was a 100% chance that the game would be cancelled. I did think that Anthem Next did have a, I would say, a 20% chance of actually happening. I didn't mm. think it was zero, but I did okay. think the game closing down was a, an absolute definite 100% yeah. no matter what they did. Well, I mean, it's not closing down yet, Well, but but, but it, we're basically counting down the days. Yeah, I actually, I, I tweeted um, semi-facetiously that Bioware should just put, like, set other things in this universe, books and an RPG setting, that but mm-hmm. all of which I would participate in and engage with. And my sister was like, you sh- they should just hire you to write it instead. So under her tweet, I responded... Um, facetiously to Samantha Ryan who's like in charge of game stuff over at Bioware and I was like if you're still reading this Samantha Ryan I have a creative writing degree thanks love you Um, (laughs) and then I was thinking about it and I was like if the Anthem Cortex like all of the entries that explain shit about the universe if those aren't saved anywhere it may behoove me to go in and save them specifically so that if I'm ever like I want to write a novel set in the Anthem universe just for me to have I'll have all that backstory because I don't know where else I'm going to find it and I did save it like are well, you just like gonna... take take screenshots of that was, it. i was afraid of doing the, you just meticulously go through the entire court codex and just take screenshots i i have done more meticulous things for more ridiculous reasons <laughs> so God. it would not at all be beyond me to do this uh. and then to write a you know five hundred thousand word epic length anthem story that's just for me and the 10 people on ao3 who would be interested Five thousand in words is not that much I sa- did i say five thousand i meant five hundred thousand okay yeah, five thousand right. words is like a drabble yeah it's not like, actually a drabble is a hundred words don't at me people but I, okay drabble is a is a term yeah like, i'm i'm still like like I, I don't i don't have a creative writing degree but i am trying to get into public getting published right and i mean you don't I've, need a degree to get published objectively oh, I, I just I, had to have a degree for something and my mom was like you should go to law school and i was like i would literally rather be dead so i got a creative writing degree instead because that's what i'm good at it was effortless yeah um but like I, i'm learning like terms and, sh- and shit like that and well, like drabble dra- is not a creative writing term it's a fan fiction term i should specify oh all right <laughs> yeah a drabble is a fan fiction term for a fic that is a hundred words or fewer all right 
It's not like fan- blurb where that's a real term outside of the fan fiction world. Right. Uh, this is a fan fiction podcast now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it could be. It's all I do all day is read fan fiction in between doing other stuff. God. Um, no, I shouldn't say God. That's not bad. <laughs> no, you should. I should have real hobbies. No, I'm not. And listen, the last thing I'm here and I'm going to do is run you down for stuff for <laughs> shit that you do. All right. Like, no, absolutely not. Like, like, oh. listen, if I. It, here's the thing if i run you down for that for that sort of stuff that opens me up to be run down for the sort of stuff that i like oh, that's fair like and i was I, unironically I will... watching nascar this weekend uh, like, listen that's fine <laughs> is it there yeah. was a long pause there that implied that it well, wasn't <laughs> i was just thinking of that left at london vine which one <laughs> um there's only one race the human race and then she gets slapped and goes what about nascar <laughs> <laughs> that's right I, I, I was like distracted because the, the one left at London thing I saw is people um, people doing takeoffs of the free jazz McDonald's TikTok because <laughs> um, she is like welcome to free jazz McDonald's and then it cuts off and then someone's like welcome to Acid House Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that TikTok is so like I, I I only watch them when people on Tumblr reblock them basically. I mean same like if I see it one the, I see I take TikTok in through Tumblr or Twit or exactly. Twitter like yeah, I don't. I, I remember I went, I downloaded the app one time and tried to go through it. And I was <laughs> oh, like, no. this, I was like, this isn't for me. Yeah. My best friend is on it because he's using it to build his like brand and it's actually really working out well for him, but he will send me TikToks that he finds. And even though they're a minute, I've just, I text him back and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah. You Okay. What is the time? Like I've noticed that like there's, because like the internet has poisoned us, like there's certain things where like the length of it, like. Once it hits a certain point, it's like you're out of your fucking mind well, if you think I'm watching all this. Be, for me, before, I'm going to say like maybe five or six years ago, you could not, if I were linked something that was like longer than 15 seconds, I'm not going to watch it because I'm always doing something else, right? I have to stop everything I'm doing to watch this. Um, but now, like, I love video essays and all that. Like, the longer a video, honestly, from a content creator I really enjoy, the more hype I am to watch it. When Jenny mm-hmm. Nicholson's The Vampire Diaries video was two hours long, two and a half hours long, I even forget. I was like, oh, fucking, this is an event. I can't wait. I love it. Every time a ContraPoints video is a thousand years long, I can't wait to watch it. Ugh. But the the difference is, for me, like, I can I can prepare for that. I can sit down, open up YouTube, and sit down and watch Jenny Nicholson, you know, for two and a half hours. If I'm getting, if somebody's sending me a TikTok, I'm on my phone. If I'm on my phone, I'm already watching a video or listening to music or a podcast right. or reading. And I'm I'm just, I don't have time. Even for that minute, I'm like, it's just too much work. Yeah, if, if you you're send on it to a... me, if you, like, email it to me, I guess, I could watch it on a computer. I'll oh, so that's, watch it in a that's week. the best way to get in touch with you. I see <laughs> If you want me to watch a video, send it to me in a way where I will be able to watch it on a computer later. God. Because then I can, like, settle in for it. But otherwise, I'm just like, I don't have time, dude. I'm I'm in the middle of a 500,000 word fanfiction right now, and I can't pause for a minute to read this TikTok, because the shit's about to get real read in chapter tic- 406 read of this fanfiction. T- read it. Yeah, watch a fanfiction, read a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, <sighs> and I don't want to get into it, but I'm not a fan of contrapoints whatsoever. I, you're not alone. I feel like that's a, a fairly common, especially it's, right now. Yeah, I mean, like, it, my thing is that like she's had some very like really ignorant things to say about like non-binary people, mm-hmm. which like I am, of and course. that's like, and like that's, and that just like really fucking rubbed me the wrong way, and right. like. 
there were like apologies and such afterwards that like just didn't vibe with me. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm not about to, I'm not like, I'm not about to say like, Oh fuck, fuck her or whatever. (laughs) But like, but also I'm like, I'm like, I'm not clicking this video now. I'll watch it enough times for the both of us. No, I I feel like that's, I mean, obviously since I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not non-binary, I'm cis. So I don't have, it it doesn't affect me as viscerally. Like I don't, Mm. I don't see the the things that she's saying as 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 problematic as the non-binary people in my life do just because i don't have that lived experience but also i feel like you also you know better like with that sort of stuff like i Mm -hmm. my problem is that like she says some really ignorant stuff which then some people might internalize which then like i have to be the one to be like no that's actually wrong or like or like not even like they get like the wrong idea in a way that's like demonstrable but it's just like basically i remember one time she was like basically saying that like non-binary people need to just pick a side like Mm -hmm. in as many words but not like directly saying that but saying it in an indirect sort of manner so Mm -hmm. for me to point it out made me look like a huge asshole um it was it was one of those things i don't even remember the video but i definitely remember just being upset about it was it trans trenders uh it might have been like could that sound that sounds about right because definitely like being transgender, being trendy was like something right. like a lot of things used used to like run down non-binary people. I mean, I feel like again, I'm not far be it for me to to try to be the missionary of contrapoints or whatever the hell, but I I feel like I, I feel like based on the things I've seen her say, the things I've said other people say about the things she said and everything around the whole situation and everything that's happened since, I feel like she's acknowledged that the things she said were ignorant, apologized for saying them. Um, said that she's never felt, you know, anything but positive about non-binary people. Pointed out examples pre-controversy where she has been supportive of and recognizing the existence of non-binary people and has continued to point point out their existence and their validity in future videos. However, it's not like, it's. I feel like it's it's a lot of unnecessary emotional labor for a non-binary person to like have to go through and watch all these new videos and be like, you know, has she apologized in a way that I feel is appropriate? Yet? I I think it's Precisely. totally fine to be like, this is not, yeah, this is not my problem. Yeah, I just you like, I, I was just like, well, this obviously isn't for me, and right. like, I'm just, and I'm just like done with, I'm just like done with it. Yeah, it's and that's with, you're, I, I have, I know at least one other non-binary person who is also not a fan of contraboys for the same reasons because of the stuff that happened around the same yeah. time, and that's you know yeah. that's fine. Basically, what this amounts to is just like if you send me one of her videos, like, <laughs> I would never. It, well, sure you, now you now you wouldn't me. is the thing. Like if, before we had this conversation, you might have been like, hey, this is something cool. Um, and then I would be like, mm, I don't know, actually. <laughs> no, uh, but now, now you know. And now if you do send it to me, I'll be like, yo, we fucking talked about this. I, <laughs> I would actually say specifically because I know you're non-binary, I wouldn't have done it because I know that she, specifically because I was around for when all the controversies were happening, that mm-hmm. she is not liked generally among the non-binary people yeah. that I know, at least. I know she has plenty of non-binary fans also, but I don't know those people. Mm-hmm. And I actually well, have I have relatives who are on the quilt bag spectrum who i wouldn't assume that they like contrapoints um so i wouldn't wreck them the only person i would wreck a contrapoints video and have to somebody uh that i know has not heard of them is my mom mm. specifically because uh she was she was like coming to me with like this person is is having some you know some issues what should i do about it and i was like i'm not going to explain the situation to you but here's a video that explains it very well and it was a contrapoints video the, what spectrum did you say <laughs> uh the quilt bag spectrum 
because it's a word instead of 16,000 letters, and it actually encompasses more things than the LGBTQIA+, in my mm. opinion. I've been using quilt bag for, like, almost a decade. Not that long. F- five or six years. And I've been trying to get it to cash on. It's not gonna. But I mean, I mean, like... Does okay? Does this come from like? Do you not like using the word queer? Then I no, I I I, I identify as queer. I know several people who do, but a I know some people hate it, which is their own thing. But yeah. b I think it's it encompasses things that are not specifically the so quilt bag stands for queer, undecided, intersex, lesbian, trans, bisexual, asexual, gay. And oh. I feel like some of that is actually not included under the queer spectrum. Like intersex people are not inherently queer in any way, unless they decide to like live their lives that way. Right. But but, but also but I have their definitely needs to be like, you know, considered mm-hmm. in that kind in in the quilt bag spectrum kind of a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. I all right, that that does make a lot more like it make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um I mean like for me though, it's just like queer is just like the best like shorthand for myself. Oh, for sure. Yeah, cause especially because, like, like, you know, you had to ask what quilt bag means. Everybody yeah. has to ask what quilt bag I mean, means. I mean, like, it's it's so much easier for me to just say that rather than getting into, like, because, well, like, I say I'm non-binary, but also it's, like, that's just such a loaded term in itself because it could right. mean a multitude of things, like, on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's stuff that maybe I don't even have, like, fully figured out for myself. Like, because right. the best way I describe myself is just not male. Right. And that's that's it. Like, and that's the, I'm like, that's the best I got right now. So just like whatever you want to do, whatever makes you most comfortable, say that. Just don't use male stuff, and then right. people use male stuff anyway. Um, oh, well, it fucking kills me every time I get called sir at like a restaurant <laughs> or like a store or something. Uh, so last year's been pretty good because I haven't been called sir that much. <laughs> right, you get to wear a mask and nobody assumes anything. Like, uh, I, you, okay, you would be fucking surprised. Like really? I wear like I wear fucking I have worn like masks and like been called sir still. You have long know, hair, right? I mean, I don't know how you dress, but like, I just, I don't know. I it seems. So I wear exciting. fucking, I wear fucking t-shirts and like tank tops and shit. But also, yeah. like, I, I wear like, I wear fucking like women's like jeans. Like, right. there's like you look at them and you're just like, there's no way these are men's jeans. They are painted onto my fucking legs. <laughs> I had to Crisco myself into these pants, buddy. Well, they, well, they're, they're technically they're like jegging and jegging, not jeggings. Is that, <laughs> Indy is has, that... No, yeah, you're you're right. Indy has a pair of jeggings, and every time she yeah. puts them on, I roast her. So I feel you. Well, no, 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 you don't because apparently you hold them. And you don't like them. <laughs> my, because I am of the belief that leggings are not pants. I'm in. Oh, the okay. First controversy <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> Yes, they fucking are. I mean, I'm not, you're allowed to go out wearing leggings in public. I some of my best friends wear leggings in public. However, wow. <laughs> I now keep in mind, dear listener, that this is coming from somebody who, in the absence of external factors, will be wearing ten layers at any given time. I mm-hmm. I am I am as far away from the direction of wearing leggings in public as you could get because I do not like for people to be able to perceive the shape of my body. In the few photos I've seen of you, you always are wearing shirts that are like two sizes too big. Yeah. Having a physical form is just such a drag. I'm just trying to I'm giving hints to the universe to turn me into the energy being I know I am within. Yeah, you say that, but you're like the monkey's paw is going to curl in. And you'll just be like an amoeba. Eh, well, that's fine. At least then I won't have to deal with, like, higher cognitive thought. Because, like, what a drag. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I uh, long to be a single-celled organism in a Petri dish. God, I... I mean, I'm shooting a little higher, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of uh, when I was in math class in seventh grade. 
the first time. And uh, my teacher, I was staying after because I'd, I don't know, done something, gotten in trouble, not turned in an assignment, unsure. And she was like, what are your ambitions for your future? And I was like, I don't know, trailer park with a dog or something like that. <laughs> like, just something, com- you know, completely unambitious. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a certainly, like not the typical lesbian fantasy it's like usually (laughs) usually it's a farm or a cabin in the woods (laughs) and she was like no you're gonna want more than that sunday you're gonna want you know a house land you're gonna have aspirations and i was just like "Eh, i'm not i don't know about that it's it's like like, that sometimes sometimes people just don't want fucking anything and (sighs) yeah well to be fair i was like 14 at the time and who's having a good time at age 14 nobody i knew listen if anything the past year has taught me that like i am perfectly fine not working <laughs> right. I mean, if, we're, if I'm being real without getting too like much like into it, like I uh, finding out that I had an anxiety disorder could told me that like maybe I shouldn't have been working retail for the past 10, 12 right, no years. Kidding. Like um, and ugh. and Although, I'm only just now starting to get my shit in order. I all of us who are um, I don't know if I could call you an introvert necessarily, um, at least not the extreme introvert level I'm at. But like all of us who, especially during the coronavirus, were like, you know, I really don't need to go outside or be employed full time um, to to achieve any any modicum of happiness or success or or whatever you would call it. Fulfillment reminds me of just a, a Maria Bamford bit where she's talking about um, some of her friends who have fibromyalgia. And she says, uh, it seems like one of those things where some of the only prerequisites are that you had a really bad childhood and at the prospect of full-time work, you feel kind of achy and tired. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> just reminds uh, me of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking back. It's like nowadays, if you ask me, like, what, what do you, what do you want to be? And like, I'm, the biggest thing I'm trying to tell people is I'm trying to be a thembo. <laughs> you know what? I believe in you. <laughs> I'm doing, I mean, I'm doing my best. Honestly, I think you're too smart to be a thembo, but you can act dumb. Uh, if you no, and to. there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom. I that's know true. you play D and D. That's true. Yeah, high and low is for sure. I can see that. Yeah, like, and I, and let me, let me tell you, I do not have high int. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I, all I right, but I did want to ask, like, about if, like, you know, how you feel about the word queer, because, like, I I feel like the, using the word queer is just, like, the easiest shorthand to refer to me. And, like, also just, like, I just think it's, like, easy to, like, you know, just, like, oh, like, describe something, you know, it's just, like, what kind of stuff you like? I'm, like, if it's queer, it's cool. Right. <laughs> you know, you know that, yeah. that sort of stuff. I, I have a distinct memory of um, I was in high school at the time, and queer at the time was still kind of a pretty loaded term. Not a lot of people it, that I knew were using mm-hmm. it to refer to themselves, other than, like, you know, like the old gays who were already yeah. in the progress of reclaiming the Dykes be, on yeah. Bikes crowd. I want to be clear, I was definitely called queer while I was in high school and not in a positive way. <laughs> right, exactly. So I had just, I was like refining, I was at a point in my life where I found labels very useful to help identify like who I was, what I was into, what I was doing. I'm, I'm past that now, you know, I'm 100 years older. But it, when you're figuring yourself out, I think labels can be very useful. So uh-huh. I, I have a distinct memory of speaking to a friend of mine and being like, so I'm trying to refine, you know, use these labels to figure out my identity. And the end result I'm coming out with, like, it sounds like a mixed drink you would order at a bar. And mm-hmm. the, we were on the phone and they were backstage at a, at a show that they were at. They were a theater kid. And I could hear them banging their head against the wall at what I had just said. <laughs> um, and uh, and now that I'm older, you know, I'm a, I'm a billion years old now, one foot in the grave. I, um, 
I definitely think that queer or just general gay, like, you know, we the gays, I, I find that very useful as a as a label because, like, people in the know know enough about that community to know what it means. But, you know, not yeah. cishet, anything else is fair game kind of a deal. And yeah. for me, like, further than that, if I just refer to myself as gay and or queer, it says enough that you know what's up, but not so much that you're, like, all up in my business, you know? Yeah. I definitely I... think queer is a, is a good label especially now that we're you know 15 years later into reclaiming it yeah and and like i definitely like gay definitely doesn't work for me mm-hmm. i feel like i you know like i i feel i feel like a would i describe myself as gay no like <laughs> like but also but also like am i straight no right you know it's and just queer like, is just so convenient for that exactly because like exactly ace is such a huge spectrum on its own exactly I, I know so many people myself included who are somewhere on the asexual spectrum but like yeah it, it's it's a whole it goes i mean as you know all the way from people who experience you know literally absolutely nothing to people who are you know it, it seems almost normal if you don't know the intricacies of what's going on in their minds it's just mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i mean and for me like you know being ace has like Definitely been complicated complicated with me being trans because it's mm-hmm. like because definitely a lot of times like you know right it's just like where it's just like I guess I'm attracted to this person I guess like I felt like it was like I'm supposed to be or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and then looking back like now now like with a better like head on my shoulders it's like no I wanted to look like her not right. not not like not like any sort of like attraction like that which i'm right. sure there's like some sort of like a de- definition for like attraction in there like aesthetic attraction I mean, or something right. like that there's, i would it's it's easy to i mean i'm as gay as the day is long but i can aesthetically appreciate from an objective standpoint a handsome man i don't doesn't mean i want to do anything with his jangles but you know i mean i guess i guess that's true but also like i am i'm so bad at like you know someone says like that person's hot i'm just like yeah, I, I, I trust you. Are they? Okay. I, I'm all right. Like, that. that's the thing. It's just, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I see people say, like, oh, that person's hot. And I'm like, are they? I'm like, yes, so. Like, <laughs> I'm just that... so, I just don't have that part of my brain. Right. I would say that, that there, that would be the difference between uh, objective appreciation of, like, appreciating the way a person looks the same way you would appreciate a building or a car. Um, the difference between that and being able to look at somebody and imagine, you know, any kind of situation with them and find that idea appealing. I, I think those mm. are two very different. Sometimes sometimes they happen at the same time, those appreciations of somebody. But yeah. it, it's there. I would say they are two different, I'm going to say parts of the brain, not literally, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's, it's entirely possible to have one and not the other in either direction or to have both. Mm-hmm. Um, and like... And the result, like at the end of the end of the day, with this though, is that like, hey, any creative stuff I do is going. To, you could just assume it's queer, right? Like at this point, I even like in one of the games I wrote, the tabletop game I wrote, the mm-hmm. race, the racing one, right? Um, I I put like I don't know if you saw it, like I put like a thing in the rules, like because there's like a lore section describing mm-hmm. like you know just a bunch of characters. I put in I put a note in there that says, note every character in this section, <laughs> although unless otherwise noted, is not cis. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm so proud of that, and like no one's noticed, right. it, or at even least though, hasn't like, said anything. Yeah, exactly. But but I'm just like, hey, that's they. I put it like that, just like in. But like, really, what I'm saying is, everyone's trans is in this game. 
Right. Just like whenever I'm, I'm writing anything in any situation, it's like, unless I specifically point it out that somebody is ahead, everybody's gay. Just imagine. It, yeah, Because exactly. I just, I go, I, I have become a person who now I'm going through the world and unless somebody reads to me as very obviously heterosexual, I'm imagining and assuming that they aren't because that makes my life more interesting. I mean, like I just go through, it's just like, if I see someone, I'm just like, I'm the exact opposite. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, which means I just don't want to interact with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to interact with these people, but I will uh, make things up about what's going on in their personal lives. Ah, so you're writing fan fiction about them. (laughs) It's friend fiction. Listen. Uh, No, no. Okay. No, Bob's Burgers was ruined that joke. All right. (laughs) I've never seen Bob's Burgers. Mine is from Dragon Age 2. Excuse me? Yeah, I've I've never seen Bob's Burgers, but in but Dragon there's Age a 2, bit in Dragon Age Two about friend fiction. Correct. The character Isabella, who's a, a gremlin meme posting shitlord, but like a pirate queen, is writing fan fiction RPF basically about somebody else in the party who like hates her, but they're actually friends, and her and that person's husband. God. And they call okay. it friend fiction. Okay, here's something like I've wondered about. Um, and this is we're, I'm going back to video games now. Um, wow. Yeah, no, fucked up. Uh, <laughs> We're um, done with queer theory. Back to video games. <laughs> no, and this actually plays into it, um, sure. kind of. Um, I've noticed that, like, the way that, like, my brain is, like, wired, like, now, and I don't know if this is temporary and how it always is. It's, like, if a game, if the main character of a game is female, I am much more likely to be interested in wanting to play it than, than with a male. You're the same? Yeah, I actually have the first, I don't know if there's more than two. I have Dishonored 1 and Dishonored 2. Dishonored mm. 1 seemed interesting, but I did not play it. I still haven't played either, full disclosure. But it seemed interesting and I did not play it and I had no intention to. And then mm. Dishonored 2 came out, female protagonist. That was all it took. I asked for Dishonored 1 and 2 um, in my friend group. People were like, what to get me for my birthday? And I was like, anybody wants to get me a two-pack of the two Dishonored games, I will. I would love that. And I have them now. Um, and someday mm. I'll play them. But there are so many games where, it, you know, the concept seemed, you know, a, a mediocre amount of interesting, but it was female protagonist. And I was like, that's sometimes that's all it takes for me to give a game a shot. It took me a while to figure that out, because like there definitely there are games where like I love the mechanics and everything. But like I played them just like this just isn't fucking landing with right. me. Um, and then like there are games, you know, with female protagonists. So I'm just like. Oh, I'm into this now. <laughs> right. Even if uh, even if the game itself is nothing, not treading new ground. For me, I have said this before, never in a situation where it's being recorded, I don't think, unless it, <laughs> unless it was on D-Pack. It's entirely possible it was. I've said tons of shit on that show that I'm like, mm, there, there's There's dozens that. of hours of that show. <laughs> there's hundreds of hours of that show. Um, but I, I have found that this isn't 100% obviously. There's plenty of times where there are exceptions. But generally speaking, if I'm left to my own devices to choose a story to engage with, I find that I am not interested in the stories of men. I'm mm-hmm. not interested in stories about men or stories told by men about mm-hmm. themselves. It's just because it's like, I've seen it. I've seen that movie. I've read that book. It's all that was available growing up. Now I'm, you know, anything else. I'm, I'm starving over here. Yeah. And like, I'm, I more and more want like, I don't know how else to like put this. Like, I want more like stories about women or like queer people, uh, where they're dumbasses. Right. We we don't have to be the fucking look. I love to be the genius hot hero by association. I with, don't. With I'm a, a Zembo. Remember. I uh, I appreciate the the association with you know 
goddesses and queens and all that shit. But can, yeah, can we please have some representation for the idiots among us? You know, like, the, where's the where's the can't do math gay, the can't drive gay, and the can't cook gay? The three like, kinds of gays. Yeah, like I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends lately. Um, mm-hmm. I fucking love all the characters. Like I tweeted this out, but I'll say this here: like Apex Legends is like everyone in that game is a nerd who had their brain switched with a jocks. <laughs> Yeah, everyone is with idiot jock energy. Yeah, the, every everyone and like the main character I play is the character Rampart. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like British Indian, and but like she's a dumbass. Oh my god, <laughs> she's so fucking bit. she's so fucking stupid. Because and here's the thing, like when she like says stuff, it's like, oh, if I get taken out, I hope it's by another Rampart. Which is like she's aware that there's clones of her in this game. <laughs> she's genre savvy. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like. Ugh. Like, I was, like, thinking about this, and, like, the best way to, like, word this, it's, like, give me, like, a game, like, give me Gears of War, but, like, ev- but like everyone in the game is a female himbo. Right. Oh, sorry, you're gonna hear music for a second. I have a clock, a watch, or no, it's a clock, a wall clock that plays a little Final Fantasy song every hour. Oh, great. That means it doesn't, moving. it doesn't last super long, but, um, you will have to deal with this for a moment. Well, great. I, if only that was part of the silence we record. <laughs> Oh well, it's no. This this is whatever. Like it's whatever. But yeah, um, just just like Gears of War with girl himbos, like right? that that would be like the ideal game for me. Borderlands almost got there, but it's also it's Borderlands. Yeah, I, I haven't. I've played maybe an hour of Borderlands two at an acquaintance's house a billion gajillion years ago. It was fine, but yeah, I have no experience with Borderlands outside. of I that. have a lot of experience with Borderlands because I, I know that the a- studio did some fucky shit with Borderlands three, and that was a <sighs> okay. Okay, I have a a recent thing with uh, Borderlands three because because okay. like I played the first Borderlands and the second Borderlands a lot with friends mm-hmm. like. Like, the first Borderlands is how I really connected with a friend of mine who I ended up moving to Florida with. Because oh, uh, we both lived up in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Borderlands 2 is how I stayed in touch with my current, like, uh, roommate when we were living apart. Um, and it was just... and But I, I put hundreds of hours into those games, but I never touched 3. Um, and I noticed that, like, 3 was, like, on sale for the Xbox for $10. Okay. And last night, I was like, oh, shit, the disc version is 10 bucks. Yeah, I'll get that. I'll pick it up at Best Buy. Excuse me. But, like, I asked, like, my friend, like, you know, I played the first game with. Uh, I'm intentionally leaving his name out because I don't know if he wants to be on if wants to be on mm-hmm. this. Um, and I was like, hey, is Borderlands 3 worth $10? And he's like, yeah, just um, mute all the mute all the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's Harsh. like, for $10, absolutely. Uh, no, I've, even I've, like, seen, like, with the dialogue. It's fucking wretched. Like, mm. do you like jokes about Twitch streamers? Because... They're poorly written in this game. That's exhausting. It it's ugh. And like and so like I tried to like buy it and it's like we can't put it in your cart, sorry. And it's like, okay, let me switch browsers because it might be just some fucked up with that. And then like I switch over to Chrome and I try to do it and it's like, there's been a problem. Call this number to place your order. I'm like, you know what? <sighs> you know what? No, this is already like ten uh, just ten dollars, and then I drive over to Best Buy, pop the trunk, and they throw it in there. That right. would have been a, that would have been fine. I'm not gonna go through a Kafka esque fucking yeah, board like, to buy fucking Borderlands ten. This is a like I'm not this making is, a phone call. Yeah, to buy Borderlands like, ten. You're making Borderlands this, ten. Borderlands three. Borderlands ten. Borderlands <laughs> ten. Borderlands ten dollars, and my brain turned into Borderlands ten. Uh, God. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, with the number of DLCs there were for Borderlands 2, it might right. as well be. Um, but, like, I was like, this is a $10 game, but you're giving me an extra $50 of labor to right. get it. And I'm like, no, I'm just not fucking doing this, whatever. Right. Randy, you're not getting my extra $5 or whatever <laughs> whatever it is you make in royalties off of this. So you can, so you can like, do a card trick for an underage girl. Right. Um, that, is that too dark? No, I feel like that's, it's it's, the, it's a true thing that happened. What can I say? <laughs> oh my god, I hate that man so Every much. Every video game company CEO is a bad person. If it's a big company, can I say that? Um, I'm I'm pretty confident that you can't. Like, there might be some, but like the the names I'm thinking of might not be CEOs. Like that's true. John John Carmack's okay. Um, I feel. <laughs> Like, John Carmack never did anything bad, and also it was John Carmack who was like, hey, we're releasing the Doom source code because we think it's important to have this, like, sort of stuff out there. Right. Um, and that's why, like, there's the whole thing of, like, oh, does Porting Doom run Doom on Doom to this? everything? Yeah, that's that's yeah. my favorite. That's a, that's a, I feel like Will It Run Doom is as old as me, and I love mm-hmm. that, that it's still happening. Like, I still get, uh, you know, updates every once in a while, like, we got Doom to run on a printer. And just the other day, somebody got it to finally run on a, Jeg- on a Genesis. Like, it's so oh, cool yeah. that's still happening. That's that's rad to hear. Yeah, well, like, you know why that is? Because Doom is open source. Genius. Like, yeah, and, that's, and it's open source, so they can port it to... Everything. whatever like uh operating system it is um the the most recent thing i saw is someone was running doom on like the screen that's the escape key on a macbook <laughs> i just that's man i wish i were like any person who knows anything about coding i have all these hobbies that i think are dumb as hell and all the hobbies that i think are really cool are niche enough that like i just don't have the skill set for it i would love to be a person whose primary hobby is porting doom onto stuff <laughs> I mean, uh, it's because, like, programming takes a very different, like, part of the brain. Right. And I'm not a, you know, I have a creative writing degree. I've never passed a math class in my life. And I get that programming and math aren't exactly the same, but they're close enough together that I just, it's it's all Greek to me. One definitely benefits the other. Yeah. Is is the thing. Um, But, yeah, like, it's... it's why, like, you will see, like, games have things. That's why um, the term programmer art is a thing. Because mm. they'll be, like, because the people will, like, people will make games, but they're programmers. So, like, the art just fucking sucks. <laughs> right. Similarly to the trope of writers can't do math and or writers don't know science. I mean, we're, we just make up science. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the good enough rule. Does it seem plausible if you don't think about it too hard? The, what ahead. I say uh, when I'm when I'm running tabletop games is junk science is okay. If you can explain it. All oh, right, I actually if, remember that in your rules. Yeah, yeah. I said junk science is okay because like if you can explain it in a way that sounds like it would work, I'm not going to do the work to disprove it. I'm like, right. good enough. All right, let's go. Sure. <laughs> And I, I have the somewhat the opposite problem where I I just I need to do like obsessive amounts of research for shit that does not matter, which is uh, it it's specifically I'm going to re- reference fan fiction again. It's specifically a problem that comes up a lot with specific kinds of fan fiction writers, myself included. There was a text post on Tumblr a while ago. Um, I say a while, several years that was like a real writer that writes you know books and games and shit we'll just we'll make it up and everybody's like fine but i need to learn the exact price of wool in the year 1517 or my readers will notice that it's wrong (sighs) see you need to see that as like a bonus rather than a requirement i i i do and yet i feel i as you know as one of those fucking idiot kids who was in the gifted program 
I, I just, I feel the need to overachieve as my base. So mm. I, I'm, you know, I'm building, for God's sake, I'm building an entire world with all of my own lore, homebrewing all of the races from the ground up. For a D&D campaign, one person is going to play. It's between me and Indy. And it's it's a years-long progress, process, a ton of work on the back end she will never see, never interact with, because her character can never be everywhere. But I need to do it. I need to know who the king was 600 years ago, even if it will never matter to her. I mean, you could put this together into a PDF and then put it on itch. <sighs> I don't even know what that is. Itch.io. Doesn't ring a bell. The the site where that sells indie games. Oh, well, cool. Ugh. I could make a dime. You, It'll you sell know, like hot cake. It, I'll sell listen, one copy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I you know, I know. I'm not I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here. To, I'm not. Here. I was about to be like, oh no, it'll suck. No, I'm <laughs> don't not. Be my therapist. You don't. No, have no, time absolutely for that. not. I'm not. I'm not here to make you feel better. We're here to complain about shit. Um, right. And not um, not about me, but about yeah. other things. Yeah, I want to say. I want to kind of like have it out there too. That like, if we're gonna we're gonna complain about games and a lot of stuff like that, but also I want to put it out there that I have nothing but the utmost respect for game devs because I know that they go through shit. And I know that they a lot of times have to release stuff that they're not happy with because I I don't hate game devs. I hate publishers yeah. who make them who who like make them do things or like make them like like give them impossible deadlines or make them like put in stuff and like don't give them enough time or make them crunch or stuff like yeah. that. Like I would agree with that. Yeah, and, stu- I, and I I studio love... executives who like do that. Like, fuck right. them. And I, I love cannot stress enough i love video games i am obsessed Mm -hmm. with video games i've been playing video games for as long as i can remember i'm sure you are the same it's not Mm -hmm. that i hate video games we just we just i think opinions about them i have a lot of opinions about video game video games too um but also like i feel like if you love something you want to see it be as good as it can exactly exactly um, and I really like, you know, odd video games and like, you know, really big narrative video games. But also I have a deep appreciation for the head empty number go up video games, <laughs> which is what all I've had brain power for recently. Like, I feel like all I've been doing recently is playing racing games. Hey, man, everybody has has their niche. I for mm-hmm. me, I even in the. I'm the kind of person who like I only recently forced myself to stop feeling an obsessive need to 100% everything to get the platinum trophy, as it were, um, mm-hmm. in a literal case sometimes, specifically because I, it's just not, it's not doable in, you know, in a reasonable amount of time. I need to like shower and eat. I can't beat every game that I play 100%. Um, and- but it definitely, you know, when I can get the trophy or or do the, in any game, there's like some, some crazy dumb side quest that takes a hundred hours, but you get a trophy for it. I'll do it because I like the sound that it makes and it makes my number, the number bigger. You want to, you want to hear something that you might see as blasphemous. Mm. Um, So one of the first things I did when I got my Xbox is I turned off notifications for achievements. (laughs) Honestly, if I, if I were smart, I would, but I like, I was actually just thinking yesterday that because we they said they'll keep anthem up but they you know they didn't say for how long i would have a 100 percent in anthem except my the trophies are broken i have completed the requirements and they have not popped <laughs> the only way to get them would be to because when you make a new character it keeps your your yeah, the progress you've made on stuff so i would have to find a way to delete my pilot data completely and start fresh 
you completely you would... over just to get these trophies. And I thought about it. I might. No. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say login is a different user, but no, then you won't get the trophies. Exactly. Um, I won't get I'll, uh, they won't be on yeah. my account. Okay. It's a whole. Thing. So here's so here's the thing. Like I turned off like achievement like notifications, but I was playing the other day and like I my Xbox is on my TV here in my room, but like my computer's like right next to me. Mm -hmm. Um, As I was like playing, like I I I didn't see I got an achievement, but the achievement sound played on my computer through my speakers. Oh, no. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> achievements. And it turns out that like because like I was logged into my my Xbox, my, my Microsoft account on my computer. Right. It because was logged in through the there. game bar in Windows. <laughs> um and like because of that, it was like popping that for my achievements. And I was like, I had to go into the settings and mute that. Um, cause it so certainly, funny. it wasn't giving me like a notification. It was just, <laughs> right, just playing, it was just playing the and noise. The, the, I feel like the achievement sound on Xbox is so much more obnoxious than on PlayStation. On PlayStation, it's just, but on Xbox, it's like this whole, it's like a fucking prog rock song. It goes on forever. Yeah. Like yeah. the achievement thing goes off and like, they made like the notification thing like way bigger. Yeah. <laughs> like I, uh, on, on Series X. I only and... played two games on the Xbox, the Perfect Dark port and Sea of Thieves. And I actually find playing on Xbox in terms of achievements freeing for me because on Xbox, I don't give a shit what my achievements are. I play two games on it. It's not there. I don't even think about them. I'm not working. I'm not specifically looking at what the achievements are so that I can achieve them, which is something I do on PlayStation. Mm. I, yeah, I, I turned them off because like, I realized that like I was, do you do the thing like when you get a trophy on PlayStation do you press the PlayStation button yes. to go and see what it is, the description of the trophy you unlocked? 100%. Yeah. Every time. Uh, yeah, even if exactly. I, even if I know that doing so will immediately get me killed because the game won't pause, I'm still going to do it. You're going to do it while the thing's still on the screen, because yeah. if you miss that window, then you have to click through a bunch of menus right, to I have to get to the, the trophy and, screen. Oh, so much work. And then like what I forget what the trophy was, and I have to look at the timestamps, and it's a whole thing. Precisely. It's a, it's a whole huge fucking pain in the ass. Um, yeah. No, I just, I'm just like, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, It's healthier my... to turn off the notifications. You have done the right thing. Yes. Um, but I will not be following through. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I have other, I, listen, like, I'm just putting that energy towards, like, other stuff, which is, like, <laughs> I say, like, I'm being head empty playing racing games, but also, I've developed opinions about racing games, sure. and that most recent opinion is that Dirt 5 and Wreckfest are the exact same game. Okay. I'd. I've never heard of either of those games. Racing games are not. When I was racing games I'm, for me, like the the most recent racing game I have played, like as in it was developed the most recently, is Burnout Three on the Xbox. Mm -hmm. Um, and even then, I only play crash mode. Like racing games are not yes. really. I love the cruising games, the first two, Cruising USA and Cruising World, and Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart sixty four, and that is it for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only person in my friend group who plays racing games, except for like Burnout. Like everyone plays fucking Burnout. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's not, obviously this is not true. And saying so in a, in a way where I genuinely believed it would make a lot of people very angry. But racing games and fighting games are never something I've really gotten into because to me, they all feel the same. Every racing game, it's like, okay, you press X to drive the car and great. And there's a track and there's nothing else happening. And with well, fighting games, you know, you X to punch and triangle to kick. And again, there's nothing, nothing else is happening. It doesn't I'm grab not me. I'm not going to, uh, at least on the racing games part, I'm not going to dispute that. Like, because it, cause like how... How many different ways can you like revolutionize driving a car? Right. You know, it's just like, 
it it's just like varying levels of how much more forgiving is this rather this car rather than that car or this right. game rather than that game. I actually there is another racing game that I do really love and I was actually thinking of replaying it the other day because I was unpacking my N64. It's called Extreme G2. It's a motorcycle racing game. I do know um, about Extreme G. Yeah. And uh, we we played the battle mode more obviously, but mm. I I have really fond memories of playing the racing version, the racing mode in mm. Extreme G2. Um, okay, here's something I thought of. Uh, <laughs> what do you know about this game that's coming out called Outriders? It's okay. Uh, you say it, and I know I've heard about it. Let me look it up and see if anything. It's it's from Square Enix. It's coming out in April. Oh yeah, I know I've heard about it because I keep getting Square Enix marketing emails about it, and I delete them there's without a, opening them. There's a demo out for it. Okay. Um, I was listening to a podcast today, and they were talking about about it, and like the general vibe is this game is stupid and it's not good. And I, and I paused my game. I went to the store and I download started the download for the demo. <laughs> Outriders is a third-person shooter mixed with elements from role-playing games. In the beginning of the game, players create their custom characters and choose from four classes. Each of them has unique. So it's Destiny, Trist, it's... Trickster, Pyromancer, Devastator, Technomancer. These special skills. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. For what I've heard, there there are like parts in it that are just baffling. Like like imagine like the the thing that sticks out to me the most and this is like a video that was like on twitter and everything your character goes up to like a cliff where like what looks like should be like a jump that would be normally you would just jump over it mm -hmm. um for some reason you get up to it and it plays a cutscene of you jumping over the gap and then you <laughs> goes back to gameplay <laughs> okay they didn't want to whatever it, it's and and like i keep hearing that like it's kind of shitty but also i'm like yeah i want to check this out because it seems like just like it's Gears of War, but dumber. Developed by Polish studio People Can Fly. That's the other part. People Can Fly did Bulletstorm, um, okay. which is a great a great game, honestly. The, na the game's narrative features a much more serious tone than Bulletstorm, as the studio wanted to prove that it can also write a mature story. I've just... I'm... I have worms in my brain. I'm reading humanity's efforts to colonize the planet Enoch went astray as the expedition team encountered a massive energy storm known as the Anomaly during their search for a mysterious signal which may indicate hope for humanity's future. The storm grants both Enoch's inhabitants and the colonists superpowers. And I'm like, okay, so it's Anthem. We're playing Anthem again. <laughs> there you go. Um, I just want, oh. I, I just, every time I... I have, I don't know what the right phrase to use for the emotion I'm feeling is, but when I think about the fact that after they take down the Anthem servers, because there will be no single player version, I'll never be able to experience those specific flying com combined with shooting mechanics again. It makes me sad. It's such a waste of such a fucking well done, cool feeling oh, yeah. exploration. Like, I really, I just, even if it's, you know, fucking five five years from now, 10 years from now, and I'll be dead by then because I'll be 100. Like, that's fine. I just want... I want them to do something else with this specific engine, with this property. Like, I want to... You know, they won't... Just give it to listen, me. I'll buy the rights. Give it to me. I'll do it. Listen, the what you're feeling right now, a lot of people have felt about the games like The Matrix Online. <sighs> okay, I played The Matrix Online. It wasn't that good. <laughs> that said, the story was actually very cool, and I'm wondering yes. if The Matrix 4 will reference the story or if it'll make it non-canon. I mean, doesn't Morpheus die in Matrix Online? <laughs> yeah, and um, turns out uh, Neo was alive. Oops! Spoilers. Uh, oops. Although, I guess, I mean, Keanu Reeves is in the Matrix 4, so that's not a surprise. Oops. But, um, um... Yeah, but, like, listen, like, you're, you're touching on, like, a, a thing of, like, you know, games preservation about yeah. how, like, oh, a God, lot of times... Don't even get me started on games preservation. I'll get so mad. 
It, well, great. That's another uh, to- podcast topic to talk <laughs> yeah. about. We'll talk so, about and, Home of the Underdogs all day. Yeah, yeah. So, oh God, yes. Um, Home of the Underdog. Um, but let me and um, let me talk about the fact that GOG mm-hmm. exists and it and I used to love that site, but also it's run by me. Yeah, it turns out it's run by CDPR. I mean, I say turns out. I mean, we knew that, but I always mm-hmm. consider them, and maybe they still are. Like you know, they're run by the same company, but otherwise completely separate. Maybe that's still the case. I've always I, assumed it's the case, but I I don't know. I got rid of my account with them. I, I I just have so much stuff from there that I've I this it's like the Steam problem. I have like a hundred thousand games that I've never played. You know any of them? It, I have an account there. Where like I bought some games, but not like a lot of them. Maybe like ten. And like just this, a lot of the marketing stuff with Cyberpunk. I was just like, I'm fucking over this. I'm over this. I downloaded all the games, and then like I actually so su- submitted a support ticket. That's like, yeah, close down my account. Oh wow, fucking, that's, I, that's next level. Yeah, I'm looking at my my God Galaxy. I have 54 games. To be fair, a lot of these are they have free games every once in a while, and they'll email yes. you and be like, get this game for free. So I'd say maybe 10 of those are free games. But I have. Uh, you know, stuff. I, I haven't bought anything since... What's the last game I bought on GOG? It was probably System Shock 2 when it was on sale. Which, I, again, mm-hmm. I still haven't played. I haven't played, like, almost any of these games. But Okay, that's that's a game I've been meaning to play, so... Yeah. That's something else I think that we could do with this, is, like, essentially, like, book club with games. Yeah, where it's play like, a game. We both we play... Take some time to play a game, and then, then we can do an episode yeah, about I'll it. I'll finally play Myst. Myst? Original Myst? Yeah. You haven't played it? I, no, and I I mean I have it. I when Mist was a thing, I you know, I did I didn't I wasn't aware of it. And now that I'm older and know that it exists, I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm busy playing Morrowind for the 600,000th hour in my life. And but also, you're an adult, you might actually be able to figure out the puzzles. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's there's there's actually a lot of games I've revisited as an adult that I remember playing as a kid and not being able to finish and wondering you know, can I finish this now as an adult? Was it just that I was young and either didn't understand the puzzle or didn't have the coordination necessary to finish it? You and know, being able to finish it as an adult or still being like, I don't know what to do. So I've had that, but like, like the NES was one of my first systems. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not like when it first came out, like I'm talking about like in like 1994, mm-hmm. uh, I've all, I'd always been like, just like a generation or two behind, like with systems and everything. But um, I've revisited a lot of NES games as an adult, and I'm just like, oh, I wasn't dumb enough to figure this out. This game was just terrible. Yeah, NES, Nintendo hard as like a trope comes from how fucking hard NES games were. Just they were so completely unforgiving, which was obviously a holdover from, um, you know, in the arcade, arcade. games are hard to st- yeah. steal your money. And that just kind of, you know, it's it's like how in old D&D, the kind of, you know, in, in second edition Ugh. and earlier, the idea is that the DM and the players are opposing teams and you're it's trying to fuck each other yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I am, I know you feel differently, but I'm just fucking over hard games. I don't care anymore. I, uh, I've, I'm not, I'm one of those, <sighs> I'm trying to articulate this. I love a challenging game. I like when a game is, is difficult in a way where when I... I'm still good at it. I feel a sense of accomplishment. I feel good about, you know, I'm, I kicked its ass. I'm doing a good job. That said, when a game is hard just to be hard, like the point of it is that it's difficult. I find that it's like a scare chord in a scary movie. This isn't real difficulty. It's mm-hmm. not, a, I'm not actually afraid. You surprised me, which is not the same thing. Like the fact that, you know, if I walk through this door, 
through which there is no way for me to know there is a trap and there is no defense against the trap. The only thing is you walk through and then you die. That is the purpose of this part. I don't find that genuine difficulty. I don't think that it's challenging and I don't feel rewarded for getting around it the second time. It's not that kind of thing. So you and don't like trial and error gameplay. I it, it's it's well it kind of like roguelikes are in their own way trial and error. Like a game where you have to learn how the game works in order to play it properly and you die because you don't understand how it works yet i feel like that's a very different kind of difficulty than there is no the game is programmed to kill you here and Mm -hmm. you just have and you have to die the first time and then you work around it i i don't think that's fun i don't find any fun in that um and i have no issue with games having a really easy casual difficulty i just Mm. and, and i i'll be honest and say i i consider myself good at video games some kinds of video games and yeah. if there if there is i'll play a game on normal difficulty the first time maybe hard if i think it'll be too easy like i played ghost of tsushima on hard originally um and i've never gone back because i used to play the way of the samurai games um a lot and it's you know the same kind of thing but if there is a very hard like an unforgivable difficulty if there is not a trophy for playing it on that difficulty i won't but if there is one i will yeah exactly <laughs> see Something I've noticed with with a lot of games in recent years is that there are game like the way the best way I can describe it is games that want you to beat them, be mm-hmm. games that want you to finish them, and it's mm-hmm. it's they're not like explicit with it, and it's kind of hard to describe. But like I can tell when it's like like Celeste is one of those games where it's like Celeste is way hard like at times, but it it is it still wants you to finish it. Like it absolutely like does like want you to finish it because it cares about the story. It wants you to care about its story. And it even like, you know, it, it kind of like popularized like in the, uh, like assist modes in games mm-hmm. um, and like in easy and like easy modes and such. But even without those, like I, if Celeste wasn't the way it was, I never would have finished that game, but it was like the way it is. And I did finish it. I don't and, know if you and did. By the way, I've ne- I never played Celeste. You're way more into in the indie scene than me. Mm. Um, and I, I will just... drag you in. Like, <laughs> I mean, I have no issue with that. You know, I've played indie games that I love and I obviously indie studios are the way of the future and all these giant game studios yeah. should dissolve themselves and we can move on with our lives. Like, I absolutely believe that. Oh, well, but... here's the thing. Like, AAA games are a big blind spot for me. Yeah. You know why I play indie games? Because I'm broke all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke all the time and I never have like current systems. Right. Like, My, it's, and... it's a My... miracle I have an, a Series X right, right now. My direction on that is I... I'm aware of most AAA games because I, you know, like I'm on these mailing lists and like obviously Jim talks about them on the Jimquisition and I, mm-hmm. I watch their videos and indie games just don't get as much press. And the the other side of that coin is there are specific kinds of games that I enjoy, specific gameplay styles, specific narrative loops that I enjoy. And because of the resources of an indie studio, the games that they put out are usually gameplay styles that do not appeal to me. That's so, that's perfectly fair. Yeah, um, and I, like if if I could get a you know an, a a triple A quote unquote style game, you know, huge open world. I don't care how it looks; it could look like an N sixty four game for all I care. If the world is as big as Morrowind's world, but I you know I'm I'm looking for a specific kind of experience that unfortunately mm-hmm. more often than not is something that only a triple A studio can provide. But I I yeah, but- I just. The, that means it's like you're playing like a bunch of like 60 hour games right yeah I, I do like my games to be very long i like them well i say that i like games to deserve to be very long because the last of us 2 went on forever and it really did not mm-hmm. need to um <laughs> but i i just like it's uh, the, the i don't 
I'm aware of more AAA games than indie games, obviously, but I also only buy like maybe three new games a year max. I, if I looked back at the games that came out in 20 or 2019, because nobody bought anything in 2020, um, I, I think I bought maybe three games that were new that came out that year. 2020, same. Like the only game that came out in 2020 that I can think of that I bought was Ghost of Tsushima. I can't think Last of anything of, well, else. Last of Us came out in 2020. Oh, did it? <laughs> that I did buy that one also. The yeah, Last yeah. of Us, Last two, of us the, the game about like a plague that that destroyed humanity yeah, grid came out during the plague, I, that plague that's currently destroying humanity. I only bought The Last of Us 2 at launch because I knew I needed to play it immediately to not get spoiled. Um, yes. And I, I mean, obviously, the, the thing, the big thing, the big event that happens at the beginning, I was a foregone conclusion as soon as they announced The Last of Us 2 this character has a time limit on their head. So that didn't surprise me, but the other Um, things I wanted to be surprised by. I feel like also like I want, I should have established this earlier. I think that like when we record this, I think this should just be like just a spoiler limiters off situation. Well then um, even, even between each other or do you have you, do you care about the last of us two spoilers? Oh, I I already spoiled all last of us. two. I know what happened. I mean, I could talk about the last of us two for a full episode. I have some thoughts on the execution of, I haven't, I, I haven't played it. It's, um, but you like, don't. You really I had a don't discussion need to. with Indy about it. Um. Yeah, Indy watched me. We played it while she uh, worked, and I was sitting next to her on the couch. And I we went through it over the course of a week, and then there we got to the the literal midpoint of the game, and we were both so annoyed by the execution of the quote unquote twist that I didn't play it for a couple days because I needed to like get less angry. <laughs> I'm, I, I want to play through it because I want to have that discussion with you. Yeah. I, like, I can talk about The Last of Us 2 all yeah. day. I have so the, many thoughts about the execution of what yeah. they did. That's that's the other thing with this is like I want to discuss games that like both of us have played because I feel like that's a better conversation yeah, than but, like, let me tell you about a game I like. Right. Um, but I feel like at that point, it, it makes more sense for me to play the games you've played because they're shorter and, and cheaper as opposed to me being like, okay, so go sit down through 60 hours of The Last of Us 2 and then we'll come back to this conversation. <laughs> Listen, like if if some like Last of Us 2, I'm not going to get all the shit and I'm not going to get all the trophies. Like, oh, you don't you don't have to. I haven't done it yet. I plan to, but I was I was doing my cleanup playthrough, and I was just like, I'm just so bored. Just wait till they add multiplayer to it, like they did with the first game, and dump a whole <sighs> okay. new load of achievements. You in. wanna hear what's super irritating? So, oh, is is this about how you don't have the trophies for Last of Us One? So and for you the Last of Us One, I don't even know if the multiplayer servers are still up. But They're when not. I was playing through the Last of Us One, to get the platinum, you have to get two multiplayer trophies for basically playing accumulatively like 20 to 50 hours of multiplayer on one side of the, you know, the quote unquote war. And then even though the gameplay is 100% identical and all that's changing is the skins, like I'm actually pretty sure that in game, even if you think you're on the scavenger side, somebody else who was on your team on their screen is on the Firefly side. It's all just skins. You still have to do that twice, once for each side. So I did it. (laughs) This was when Indy was still in college. I did it for one side. I forget which one. And I got the trophy and then I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break because I hated this and it wasn't fun, but I'll come back in a few months and do the other side. And then I, I literally, I kept putting it off. I never did just because I, I hate, don't make multiplayer shit required for a platinum trophy. Just don't do it. Just, that's they, all, I'm begging you people. But they, but they did it. They did. So I don't have the platinum. I'm missing one trophy and it's the second did of you, the two multiplayer trophies. And I feel like this is a loaded question, but did you platinum anthem? I, no, because the trophies are broken, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would have by now otherwise. <laughs> I put... Okay, 
So at the end of 2019, Sony did this thing where you could put in your, your PSN info and it would calculate like the games you played the most of and what kinds of games you liked and your hours and shit. Anthem I'm was making, my number yeah, one game. A, yeah, I'm making a big fucking stupid game yeah. at this. Anthem was my number one game of 2019. And I put in... Uh, let me. I actually just tweeted about it recently because I was like, I in know. honor of Anthem dying. Let me. Let me fucking call myself yeah. out in front of it, everybody. What, my favorite part about that is that the second one underneath is Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, I put in. F- 347 hours into Anthem in 2019. Woo! And the only reason I don't have a platinum trophy is because the trophies are broken because Anthem does not work. <laughs> and that's so, what really chaps my ass is that like, I if anybody deserves to have the Anthem platinum, it's me and I'm going to have to delete my save to get it. <laughs> um, so I have played a little bit of Anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I want to play more of it because I want I want to have this discussion with you. <laughs> I really do. I'm trying to figure out like sh- how far do I have to go? I mean, the story is honestly not long. Like if you mm. if you're especially like I mean I'm not on um, for clarity. You're playing it on Xbox and I'm playing it on PS4 and there there is no crossplay. But yeah. if if you were on PlayStation, like I could carry you through every single one of your missions because I'm like a, you know maxed out level and all my shit's yeah. dope. But even even playing it, I did every story mission solo. It's not, it's not hard. It, yeah, and it doesn't take very long. I, I've done like the first couple of of the sort story missions. Um, and uh, there's a lot. I now I'm not gonna get into it. Um, <laughs> uh, the one thing I will say, and you were talking about like the flying, like the the with the game and everything. What I've heard some people saying is that like maybe they'll take the flying mechanics from this game and put it into the next Mass Effect. That's honestly what I, I don't, I'm not saying I would suspect it necessarily, but as somebody who I, I played Andromeda, you know, it was whatever. But the the combat other when it worked, obviously Andromeda also had lots of problems where it constantly broke. But when the combat oh, yes, worked, the combat was so good. The combat loop in Andromeda was amazing. Like I would skip through cutscenes and shit just to be like, I want to get to the fight. I'm excited to play the fight because the fight is that good. That feels like the opposite of, and what, when, of what you want from a bio. Right. <laughs> and so and when you're playing, um, I always played as a vanguard, which has a lot of like you know warping forward, hovering, lots of air stuff. And I can easily see, even though they were different studios, I can easily see the evolution of that idea following through into the way that the Storm suit, specifically the one that I always play, and the um, Interceptor suit, the one I played the second most, in Anthem Handle. And I would I would kill to see them use these mechanics in, in a Mass Effect game, especially because Anthem was originally conceptualized as taking place in the Mass Effect universe. These were going to be humans that had, like, from the existing Mass Effect universe that had crash-landed on this planet and were stuck here. I mean, it would make sense. It would make sense. Like, you have the tech. Right. It works really well. And, like, everyone who I've taught, who heard of or talked to who liked Anthem, the one thing they say is the flying's really good. Yeah. The, the so why wouldn't you really just, good. like, wholesale paste that into Mass Effect? Right. Just copy. You're all using the Frostbite engine anyway, which none of you know how to use because it's broken and not meant for what you're doing with it. So just mm-hmm. copy copy and paste the Anthem code in, rescan everything, put a shepherd in there. What was the Frostbite there. engine conceived for? It was originally made, I believe, for first-person shooters. Okay. Yeah, that's why. I Which thought. is why like, Dragon Age Inquisition it's... was such a shit show. That, that I mean, that's not the most egregious like use of like misuse of an engine. Like, yeah, well, I mean, it's just it's EA, you know, coming down from the top, being like, we're not using Havoc anymore, we're not paying them royalties, we're using our own proprietary engine, and it's going to ruin everything. You're welcome. Yeah. Um. The one thing I know, it's um, you know, the game Payday. Let me look it up. 
the the bank heist game where everyone wears <laughs> clown masks. Oh yes, I, I yeah. see the cover, and yeah, I've definitely yeah that seen that I've I've played a shitload of that game. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. um, but um, that game is built on a racing game engine. <laughs> what what these people could do with engines, like what I when I see something like that, when I hear something like that, I want a behind the scenes like step by step. How did you force this engine to make you do the, to to allow you to do this? I would love. To see, like, I just... I mean, you'd the, get the explanation, is, but you wouldn't understand it. Well, like, what is... I want to know, like, explain it to me like I'm four. What does the engine think is happening right now? That's what I want to hear. Does the engine think these are cars? Like, what is happening? I need... Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to know so bad. <laughs> explain it to me. Anytime I hear anything like that, I, I just... I, I need to know what what does the what does the engine think is going on. It's like whenever I see a horse do dressage. Like, what does the horse think is happening? Dressage, is, I have no fucking clue what that is. <laughs> it's the dancing when horses are no, like I dancing. No, I know. I know what it is. Oh, yeah. But also, I'm like, what? Yeah, you and me and the horses all are very confused. I, I feel like Indy can explain it. Well, she would explain what dressage is, but I don't think Indy knows what a horse is thinking any more than the rest of us, despite what is she it, may try to convince you. I, she is a horse am I girl. Wrong, am I wrong in assume, just assuming that Indy was a horse girl growing yeah, no, up. Absolutely a horse girl. A horse girl, okay. babysitter's club girl, for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, cause she has that energy. Yeah. Yeah. I was a, <laughs> I was a dragon and boxcar children kid. Cause nice. you know, dragons are cool and the boxcar children ran away from home and lived in a boxcar. And I was like, obviously mm. that's the coolest thing that could ever happen is that you run away from home yep. and live in an abandoned train. Yep. I was a Legos and monster trucks kid. So yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but ugh. All right. Um, I think this is enough. Sure. For, yeah, an yeah, hour and like, a half. Hour and a ha- hour and a half of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure I could slap this together into something, but we we have to I mean, get no like pressure. If you yeah, if yeah. you listen to it and you're like, good test, but we're not publishing this. That that's fine. There was some good stuff in here which I would want out there. Which it could be like which, a highlights like, teaser, like a highlights teaser, something or whatever. Um. By the way, Gears of War with Girl Himbos is what I'm going to title it. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like I am, I am. This, this is like especially me laughing at my own jokes. Like Gears um, of War characters, I would love that. They're just like thick, giant. Idiots. Yes, I'm, I'm, I would be so okay. here for that. You, you know, no, we're not done. Like the one thing. <laughs> uh, like because we were talking about like women characters like before. It's like I won't love women characters in the game, but also let me. Let me play as a fat girl. Yeah. Right, like, right. Just all all body types, all mm-hmm. brain capabilities. And I don't mean Ellie from Borderlands either. Like that was fun a fun one off, but once but as soon as I she became like the point that everyone like would point to, be like, look, there's a fat girl in a game. I'm like, okay, listen. She was a joke. She was treated as a joke. I, I want this to be an option that is taken seriously. I'm counting off on my fingers. An option that is taken seriously, given the same weight as any other character, and I want her to be stupid. Do you, do you, hey, you know what does that? Saints Row. A, oh, God. I could, man. I Boy, did I play Saints Row 2. Oh, did you play Saints Row 3? Saints Row 2 is the only one I've played, but okay. boy, I actually uh, have Saints Row 3 on the PS3 still in the shrink wrap. I bought it to play on the show and never did. Oh, uh, uh, Saints so, Row the third. Two is accepted to be the best one. Mm-hmm. It's the only one I've played, but yeah. boy, did I play it. Three is three is much more polished than two. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not as not good. I'm asking for. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't need a game to be polished. Come on, mm. you guys. Yeah. Um. But also, like three has like was I I was able to like 
when I was still figuring out my gender identity and figuring out how I wanted to look, let me tell you, um, my boss in Saints Row 3 is the and Saints Row 4 is like, yeah, that's how I want to look. Nice. Um, yeah, I remember I specifically in Saints Row 2, I made a character that was like rail thin, haunches like almost down to the ground, really droopy, like bloodhound mm. dog face, um, beard, dreadlocks, wearing flip flops, hips the size of Mars. I don't even remember what voice I picked. I remember it was British. Um, <laughs> and and my idol walk was the where you scratch your arm because you have like meth sores or whatever. It was a yeah. great it was a great job. I loved that game. So I will say three does not have like the level of like polygon destruction that two has. <sighs> Dang. Yeah, I know. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, three does have uh, co-op in it. <laughs> three has co-op and I've played it and it's a lot of fucking fun. It and... would have to be in a Saints Row game. Yeah, it's um, like that mod for Just Cause Two that allows multiplayer, where it's like, oh god, yeah, like absolutely. Uh, listen, if you wanted to play through three, I it's I have it on PC. It's fairly cheap. I'm I would sure. Play, yeah, I was about to say. I'm I would play through that, that with you. Let me... Like if you if you want to record more stuff for your <laughs> channel to to edit in five or six years, yeah, I will gladly do that with you. Saints Row ten bucks on Steam. Saints Row three. Yeah, that's not bad. Is that with all the DLC? Uh, I don't know. You know, let me take a look here. I'm I'm checking I'm checking now too. Um, so Saints Row Three is like, uh, okay. Do you know Do you know um, okay. This isn't even on sale. Okay, the full package for fifteen dollars is oh, definitely well, worth it. There you go. Um, uh, do you know like the voice joke in Saints Row Four? Actually, the voice joke. Okay, so you know how like you have, can select voices, like different voices, just like male one, male two, female one, female two, two, and all that. In Saints Row 3, there's three male voices, three female voices. There's zombie, which is just like your character just does a bunch uh, of moans and grunts. That's funny. And then the last one is just Nolan North. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's it's like the most meta joke I've ever the seen. Fold. And like it's and I'm just like and by the way, Nolan North, like he he he's into it. <laughs> oh, he would he would be. I love yeah. any time a voice actor really leans into it. It's good. Did you see the video earlier of Gilbert Gottfried? I know he's not a voice actor, but doing some of Liquid Snake's lines for Metal Gear Solid One. Oh my god, no! <laughs> it's amazing. It reminds me of when when Fifty Shades was like hot. Um, I remember and he there was a reading shit from that. Yeah, there was well, there was a fake, there was a college humor skit that was like a fake Audible ad for Gilbert Gottfried reading Fifty Shades of Grey, and oh, I no. remember immediately going to Audible and being like, "Is this real? I will listen to this audiobook if he's the one reading it." And it, it wasn't; it was just for the bit. And I maintain to this day, if he read it, I would listen to that version of the audiobook. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that bit would get so old. It would get so fucking old. I've I oh. I once um. You know that video of the kid with the go-kart um, and he starts to spin and it plays the Bag Raider song, Shooting Stars? Beep, yes, beep, beep. yeah. There's a 10-hour loop of that that I just left on in the background one day and just listened to all of. And it's yeah, just like the fun. first 15 seconds of the song, Shooting Stars. <laughs> I've done that. Like, I definitely, like, recently the video got taken down. But, like, there was a one-hour loop of of Money Machine by 100 Gex. Um, <laughs> and I I unironically love that fucking song. Um I let I left that left that loop on while I was doing some shit or whatever recently. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm not I, I'm saying I would commit to listening to Fifty Shades Red by Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I would commit to that bit. Oh my god. Listen All to right. it really loud in my car so people outside can hear him going Clitoris <laughs> I, I I suspect that he would be really good at saying vagina. Oh for sure. I think he actually does it in in the college humor clip. 
And, it, you know, he says it the way you would imagine. The vagina has a B. <laughs> vagina! <laughs> I can't quite do a Gilbert Godfrey voice, but you get the, you get the vibe. <laughs>